Hey everybody, thank you so much for checking out today's episode of Coming Up In My Sneakers. Today we have a store owner, or sorry, a sneaker store owner. Uh, his name's Kamash Silva, and he's best known for owning Milk in Toronto. So if you guys have uh, ever heard of that sneaker store, it's very, very cool looking. I've actually never been inside of it, but it looks amazing on Instagram. Thank you. And Kamaj is the owner, so welcome. Thanks for thank being you. here. Thank you, thanks for having me. My pleasure. So I always just like to jump right into our episodes, and yep. let's start off with where you were born. Uh, I was born in Sri Lanka, grew up in Sri Lanka until my early 20s, oh, wow. lived up in England till I was like 27. I'm 36 now, so like I've been in Canada for like 11 years, I guess. Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah I was trying to pinpoint your accent because it is a little uh, Englishy. Yeah, it's all over the place. But <laughs> not completely, exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. So, um, you were sorry. You lived in Sri Lanka for how long? Until um, I was like in my early twenties. Oh, that's right. Oh my yeah. god. So you like fully grew up there? Yeah, like fully grew up, grew up in Sri Lanka. And what was it like there? Uh it was nice. You know, it's a very, I I'd like to call it a more chilled place than like Canada or UK because it's like you know it's an island like beach vibes and people are like always happy um, and all that. So it was like a very chilled childhood. Nice. Kind of like grew up, kind of like a hippie because my parents okay. were, they weren't like really hippie hippies but yeah. kind of more relaxed what did your say. parents do? Uh, my dad worked for the bank my okay. mom stayed at home took care of the kids and stuff Yeah, nice and how many siblings do you have? no just kids one. Oh, one because you okay <laughs> yeah. nice um, so that's so cool. Uh, how cold did it ever get there? It, it never gets cold but, but it's like an easy drive like three hours up to the mountains and it's like Probably the coldest it gets is like minus one, but in the oh city it's like always like thirty degrees. Wow! Yeah. So you like for sure? Oh yeah, it's like a beach. It's like it's like Jamaica. It's yeah, like, okay. weather-wise. Um, so what's your uh, first language? What's your like mother tongue? Uh, Sri Lankan. Um, okay. Singhalese is what we call it. We have two different languages in Sri Lanka: Singhalese and Tamil. I speak Singhalese and I don't speak Tamil at all. Okay, and that, <laughs> was that just like a regional thing? Uh, not regional. It's like two different types of people like uh, Tamils are people who came from like South India and kind of stayed back in Sri Lanka kind of thing and then they became part of Sri Lanka okay and then then, yeah Singhalese were the people supposedly been there like since the beginning the longest so more of like an indigenous type of kind of yeah okay cool but they're like the majority race kind of thing but like now I guess everything's like balanced right like we have this type of people called the burgers who are like Dutch descendants. Okay. It's funny they're called the burgers. Like yeah. we always make fun of them calling them burgers. <laughs> but yeah, it, it doesn't it's not spelled the same way, but they are like they're like Dutch descendants. Okay. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of Dutch descendants in like random countries. Oh yeah, they were like, all over the place. <laughs> yeah, like random countries in Africa, random countries in yeah. like, you know, over there, like in Thailand even, or, or not in Thailand, but like near Asia and right. stuff like that. Um so growing up, like, did you speak English growing up? Oh uh, yeah. So we, though our first language is Singhalese, we always like in school we learned English. So okay. it's like, it's kind of like the first language and the first language kind of thing. Right. So you you always speak English. Yeah. Were, did you ever speak it to your parents, or was it more? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, we spoke English at home. It's it's like a kind of a weird mix between the two. Like you say one sentence in Singhalese and one in English. Yeah. Kind of yeah. That always like fascinates me because I'm unfortunately can only speak one language yeah. and. 
that always fascinated me to see like people speaking people who can speak both yeah and when and why they decided to switch it, it just up. it's a, it, i don't know what it is it's it just switches like you don't even know it no happens. yeah there. like um so i have a like my stepsister's husband so my stepbrother-in-law he is like french canadian right and he's like i will only speak to my father in french yeah but i'll talk to my mother in english i'm like right. why that's so strange <laughs> but like interesting yeah and he's like i don't know he's like i would just never even dream of talking to my dad in English I'm like that's so weird but but like fascinating at the same time it's it's yeah it's a a strange thing I think it's just like how you grow up and like it's not even like planned or anything it just happens yeah it happens and you can't pinpoint why yeah exactly uh so were you kind of always into like fashion and sneakers as a kid or what were your interests um fashion yeah I think growing up we all had I had to go through like you know the terrible fashion days of the 90s kind of thing Um, I would I would argue with you with terrible I love 90s fashion Like looking back, because '90s are back. Yeah, it's cool. But like ten years ago, you wouldn't it wasn't. Say that, it's right? true. It's true. Um, now we're hating on the 2000s. Yeah, but it's it's fashion. Like it always cycles around, right? Exactly. So like you can't you, ter- you really can't call anything terrible. But like yeah, uh, in terms of having access to stuff, like well, twenty years ago, like we didn't have like the Nikes or the Adidas. This was in Sri Lanka, so. There wasn't streetwear in Sri Lanka. It's like whatever you could find, like right kind of thing. It's what like, was like the main place that you would shop at? Um, we had malls, obviously, but it's more like either it was like knockoffs, okay, or it's like locally produced stuff kind oh, of thing. So okay. people are not really interested in like branded, uh, branded kind of like yeah. clothing. So like you wouldn't find a pair of Air Maxes or Jordan ones, right? In, like, right. Sri Lanka. So like I luckily had. Uh, my mother's sister lived in Germany at the time, so she oh, used to send me all the swag. Perfect. So that's how I fell in love with like fashion and sneakers. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah. So she would just like send gifts, kind yeah. of thing. And yeah. So I was like... the odd kid around wearing like all these like streetwear esque stuff, like. Oh, but like so everyone you... else, like dressed normal. Yeah, as normal. they would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was the that's odd so one. That's so interesting. Out. So did you sort of develop this like kind of swag that everyone? like thought you were really cool because you had all this like European stuff not really it was probably like oh like this kid's like dressing weird like what's <laughs> going on kind of because like you're the odd one out of like 100 kids in like true. school or whatever like wearing like this different stuff right true um, I remember like crisscross um, pants like wearing backwards and stuff yeah um, I don't know if you remember oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 I just saw a picture of them on Instagram this morning. I feel yeah, like it's I an anniversary one. of the, one of their songs yeah, 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 or something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Um, yeah, so I was like that that weird kid that wore weird clothes. Nice. But technically it wasn't weird. It wasn't weird. <laughs> yeah, it went to Europe. It's yeah. like super normal or, or like the States. That's so funny. So that's really interesting. Um, so did you So you started to really enjoy like streetwear and fashion. Yeah. And did you ever think that you could sort of have a career in it? No, I never did. Like honestly, like um, growing up in Sri Lanka you only have like four or five different paths you can take like you can either like do like computer studies and become like a, a computer engineer or like do like proper like engineering like aircraft and all that stuff like do business or you know or do like become a doctor I was or gonna a say, lawyer there's medical, whatever, right like yeah yeah so you you i never knew like cuz i always knew i was creative but i never knew i could make a career out of it so till i went to england and kind of um, so my, I graduated with an honors degree in computing science from university. Yeah, and did you go in in Sri Lanka? To- um, I went in England, so I oh, completed like okay. a three year bachelor's thing in England, and I'm like, oh, at the end of the degree, I'm like, oh, like why the hell am I doing this? Like, you know, like I could 
do something else right, kind of thing. Right. But like I was too far gone by that time. I never really worked in the industry. I'd say probably had a couple of jobs. Was never good at it. I was terrible at computers. Right. Um, though I graduated somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, like I wanted to do something um, that made sense to me and made me happy. Right. Yeah. So um, were your parents like pushing you to go to university at all after high school? Not really. Uh, my parents were pretty chill. Like they didn't, you know, they weren't like, oh, like you got to grow up and be this. Like they were like, can I do what you want? But it was just me trying to navigate my your career own. path. And, you know, I had trouble doing that. It's yeah. Like, sometimes you there's a million things that you want to do, but you can't pick one. It's just like Netflix. Like you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a, what a so, great. <laughs> I spent hours just like browsing movies. And I was also like yeah. in the, like I have a movie background. Like I worked in the movie industry. Oh, well. okay. So, I want to hear about that too. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a long story. Um, so like I judge uh, movies based on like the artwork. Like cause, me too. Cause I kind of know like what we used to do to manipulate like movies, bad movies to look good. Ah. So I kind of, I kind of know what it is so it's like I spent so much time just like browsing it's like ridiculous I know I, every time I sit down with my husband I'm like okay hey, we have we were on a six minute timeout and I'm not going past six minutes if it takes us longer than that we're not watching something it's amazing yeah <laughs> so I, I stick to TV shows that I know because I like if I watch a couple of episodes and if I know it's good like yeah I'll go on watching it but right. like I haven't really watched the last movie I think I saw was Annabelle Oh, like the horror yeah, film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That was a while ago, too. Uh, yeah, I think it ju- it just came on Netflix. So I watched it like two weeks ago. Or oh, something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah t- it's TV's time right now, yeah. for sure. TV. We are in a TV era. Yeah. Definitely. What are you watching right now? Um, Not that I'm taking this. No, <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm like flipping through so many different shows. Yeah. I recently... Um, Oh, so I watched El Camino, uh, the Breaking Bad movie, because right, yeah. I loved Breaking yeah, Bad I love Breaking so Bad. much. I haven't seen it yet, though. It was like, okay, I won't tell you too much, but no, I was no. slightly <laughs> disappointed. I okay. think because my expectations were through the roof because right. I loved Breaking Bad so much. Yeah. Um, Does Walt so Jr. Watched, make an appearance? Um, <laughs> do you want me to tell you? <laughs> no, okay. no, no, no. Um, and then I won't spoil it for anybody that's listening yeah. either. But uh, so then my, uh, my husband's like, do you want to like rewatch Breaking Bad? And I was like... Yeah, yeah, I do because it had been so long. Uh, so I started watch- rewatching Breaking Bad recently. Right. Um, I'm now into like season three where I kind of remember it again, mm. and, I, and so now I'm getting like not bored, but kind of my wandery. So yeah. then I started uh, watching Ozark again, which is another thing that I love. It's like crime drama, right, right, same right, thing. Right. Never seen that. Um, is it is it the one with um... Jason Bateman? Yeah, they go up, to, they drive up to the mountains. He kills someone, something like that, right? Uh, no. There, it's more of like a crime. There, I think he's from like New York or Chicago, and he's like a banker. And yeah, I think I think I've seen a couple of episodes. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, so just I'm kind of flipping yeah, yeah, yeah. through. I'll like watch some episodes, and I don't know. Yeah, I'm watching Empire. Uh, where is, do you watch Empire? Because I love that show too, but I don't know where to watch um, it. Cable, like Fox. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't do. Uh, I watch Power. <laughs> I want to watch Power too, but I can never find yeah, it. Yeah, because it's like, well, you can find them illegally, but I'm not. I won't advice anyone to like stream movies illegally. Okay, but, well, hey, I'll, I'll it's ask your you choice. After. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find all this stuff. Like, I know. I, I I just don't. I used to have such really good resources, but then yeah. when like Netflix and everything came out, I kind of right. geared more. It's kind of easy because Netflix, like, you don't have to like go through like so many ads and like you know wait for like things to yeah, load and like and, like, exit so ex- a thousand pop ups. Yeah. Like exactly, Netflix is so much easier. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna ask you for your resources <laughs> after the podcast. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so you are, um, so you, what made you go to university in England? Like, did you just randomly pick it or did you? Yeah, I just yeah. randomly picked it. I, I was always fascinated about, like, England for some reason. Because, um, like, the school I went to was um, a private school um, set up by um, British. Like a British private Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like a British, it was set up originally as a British missionary school kind of thing. Oh, okay. And it became a private college and it's, like, one of the biggest private schools in Sri Lanka kind of thing. Um, so I, I was always fascinated with England. Like, I wanted to go there. So, nice. yeah. And you were like, do, were you kind of like, I need to leave Sri Lanka? Or you just were like, eh. No, it, it was more like, um, I need to get out and do something that I want because of the limited options I had in Sri Lanka. Right. Um, but I thought computing was what I wanted to do, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. But you don't know I'm still until figuring you know, out what I want to do. Seriously, I think everybody is still doing that until, you know, they get old. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, and what did you say you graduated with again? Uh, computing science. Computing science, yeah, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, and you were obviously living in England too while yeah. you were in university? Yeah, so I was there for seven years, um, graduated, I worked a couple of jobs there related to my degree, but wasn't happy with it. Um, went back to Sri Lanka for two years, um, I started, uh, party promotion company in Sri Lanka oh. one of the first kind of party promotion companies but that that went south after a uh, shot well because like in Sri Lanka sometimes like you do something and everyone kind of copies you and then they ruin right. the whole industry like in like a year right, so right. fast they'll have like a million parties like a weekend and like no one would go and then it'll kind of suddenly oh, okay. stop kind of thing because um, it's a smaller country too right and like right. Only, what's the population like, roughly do you know I'll have to Google that. Sorry. Okay. No, that's okay. I'm just trying to like place it for people. Like even myself, I'm trying to like compare it to Canada. Like how many? No, it's 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 much smaller than Canada. It's small. It's like like a million people more than that. Five. Yeah, more than. Let me just go. Population. <laughs> I just hear it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> current population. Cur- yeah, yeah, current. <laughs> Because sometimes it just helps so much to like understand ex- like the parameters with what you're yeah. working with. Yeah, twenty one point four four million. Okay, so yeah. St- yeah, small, definitely smaller than Canada. But I was thinking, I was like thinking like five or something. No, no, it's not that small. <laughs> a, re- a reasonable size, but definitely small for sure. Yeah, because it's like Canada is big and it's spread out. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Sri Lanka is small and it's like a little like, tiny Dense. island and like everyone's is on in it. it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So you started this company and then you were like, nah, I'm not. Um, yeah. So I, I didn't like. Honestly, I didn't like the industry. People weren't progressive enough. And it, it was like I started promoting like house music parties, like like, like EDM. Yeah. Um, and EDM hadn't ta- taken off in Sri Lanka by that time. But so. it had in now, England for yeah, sure, right? Yeah, yeah. So like that influence, like I kind of want to take that influence to Sri Lanka. Right. It worked out for a while. Um, but then like as any business, there has to be an end and exit strategy. So yeah, we flipped the company and uh, I moved to Canada. <laughs> and did you like, yeah, were you like randomly just like, oh, I'll go to Canada? Like, how uh, did you No, decide? so my girlfriend, who's my wife now, a uh, girlfriend at the time, who's my wife now. So she, um, so we, we knew each other since we were 16, whatever. Oh, she no studied way. in the States. I studied in, she studied in Cali. Um, I studied in England. So like after a long time, we we were both on holiday. We met each other, kind of fell in love. No uh, way, that's awesome. All that. So she was moving here, and I was going to move back to England to do like my post grad studies. Like, hey, why don't I go there? Kind of thing. So like, I moved to Canada. <laughs> that's oh how it God. happened. Where were you guys vacationing that you met? Um, so she was down in Sri Lanka. I was down vacationing in Sri Lanka, visiting my mom. Right. Um, so that's how we kind of like 
That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and is she originally from there too? Yeah, she's originally from. Okay. So we went to high school together. Right. Oh my yeah, god, yeah. it's so funny how like you always kind of come back yeah. home. Kind of thing. <laughs> um, that's so cool. And what does your wife do? Um, she works in um, professional services field, so she she helps people find jobs. Oh, okay, cool. So she, uh, so she was just like, "Let's go to Canada," and you were like, "Okay, sure." Uh, she's like, she already had applied for her work permit or PR or something here. So she's like, "Oh, like I'm moving because I got it." Yeah. Um, and I'm like, "Oh, like I'm moving to England," kind of thing. And I'm like, "Oh, like let's." I'll move to Canada. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) And then that was how many years ago? Like seven years ago, you said? Uh, 2010. Oh, okay. It's almost 10 years ago. ago. Yeah. And then how, like, did you have a game plan for coming here? Or how did you know? Um, So I wanted to do my post-grad studies. uh, So I picked a course in Centennial um, Children's Entertainment. Okay. Um, So it's more like, like, children's TV, like, producing and, like, management and marketing. Um, and what made you go th- that route? Because I wanted to do something in entertainment. Like, okay. I love TV, I love movies, so I wanted to do something in movies and TV. Um, and I always loved, like, cartoons growing up, so, like, I, I was always fascinated in, like, how, how they make cartoons kind of thing. So, like, that's... Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of one of the only programs in North America that specializes in children's TV and programming. Oh, okay. Um, it's at Centennial. I don't know if it's still on. I think it's still on. Uh, and the, yeah, that's that's uh, that's why I wanted to kind of come here and do that course. So I graduated. Uh, I worked in the industry for five years. Worked at a company called E One. Um, so they yeah, you know, that's and don't they have um, like a Canadian branch like out east near Centennial? So they're they're originally a British company, from what I know. Um, so they're like a British Canadian co-owned okay, like company kind of thing. Yeah. There's definitely E1 in the States too. So maybe Yeah, so even so I used to work for E1 US. Oh, okay. Based in Canada though. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So how did that work? Did you kind of just like know um like get the links from your school and whatnot? Uh yeah, so it's one of my professors that hired me from school. Oh, like right nice. out of school. So I interned there for like 6 months um without pay obviously. And what were you doing as an intern? I just, she she was just giving me like stuff to do like Cut trailers, like watch movies, like do subtitles, like, you know, uh, for children's movies, like sometimes they import movies from like China or whatever. So trying to figure out what they were saying or like the tone of the movie, not like language wise, but the tone of the movie, if there's anything inappropriate, like, you know, culturally insensitive Mm -hmm. um, to kind of point out those things and help with the editing and all that stuff. So like, yeah, I did, I did a bunch of stuff as an intern that she hired me right out of the gate. Perfect. And so how did it work? Like, you're Sri Lankan, but living in Canada, and then you work for a U.S. company. Like, how does that all work? Yeah, it was a weird mix. But I, I used to work with, like, Canadian brands as well, like um, Franklin the Turtle, like Peppa Pig. Uh, was Franklin the Turtle Canadian? Yeah, it's Canadian. I loved that show growing up. <laughs> I didn't know it was Canadian. That's yeah. so funny. Um, yeah, Peppa Pig, PJ Masks. Uh, and and was that of- all made here? Um, so they're usually co-productions, because um, how the industry works is... If you, if you do a co-production with Canada, you get a lot of tax breaks. Right. Um, so a lot of people come and produce. That's why they shoot a lot of movies here, in yeah. uh, Canada as well. So a lot of like companies like Brazil would do a co-production with Canada and then they'll uh, distribute the show globally. Okay. Uh, but Peppa's a UK show. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, Peppa was actually created by Ivan. Like it's an oh, Ivan really? original, yeah. Nice. So and and what made what were you drawn to like were you just drawn to animation like why did you want to yeah, sort of it's go just, it's 
it's just, just like liked. watching all those X-Men cartoons. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Growing up and stuff? Yeah, I used to love Scooby-Doo, like, much when I was much younger, obviously. Yeah. I'm still sneaking a couple of episodes when I can. Yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved X-Men as well. Yeah. And, and I think now, today, that's still my favorite, oh, yeah. uh, like, superhero yeah. thing. Like, I don't even care about Avengers. I know everyone's going to, like, hate me for saying that, but <laughs> I live for X-Men. I love yeah. those X-Men's movies. X-Men's super cool, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So you're working there, and mm-hmm. okay. Now tell me about some of the the like hack stuff you were talking about earlier. Like, what did you used to do to make um, shittier movies look better <laughs> and all that stuff? Because we were like a E one is an independent film studio, right? So yeah. like sometimes we buy movies that are cheaply made, right? Um, not with a good production budget, not with not good production quality. And sorry, are they distributors too? Yeah, or? they're distributors. Okay. They're mainly distributors. There, oh, okay. But they do a lot of TV productions too, like a lot of the shows you see on like CTV and Global and um, CBC, like some of the CBC stuff, they, they've made it. Nice. Um, so they have, a, I think they have a deal with the Mark Gordon company. You would see that like at the end of like most TV shows, yeah. Mark Gordon yeah, company yeah. production. So they have a, um, they have a deal with them. So they have a co-pro with them. Uh, so yeah, they do a lot of like current TV stuff. Yeah, but we used to take, you, we used to call it making a rock into a diamond. Oh. So you take a shitty movie, like spice <laughs> up the cover art. Sometimes we used to do like photo shoots from scratch, like. This guy is not even in the movie. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, we've, we've done some sketchy things in the past. That's hilarious. <laughs> but it's so important because I couldn't agree more with like the art and even yeah. the title and it the is description. Some, honestly, like 90% of them are good movies, but it's just like producers uh, making movies for the first time. They don't pay any attention to the stuff what happens after you shoot the right, movie. Right, exactly. So there's no literally no assets. Um, no photo shoots with the actors that you can use on any cover. Yeah, right? um, it's like the wrong size. No screenshot because, like, net, like when you deliver to like Netflix and iTunes, like they ask you for like you know screen grabs of like these stuff. Like, give yeah. us like five different poses of this actor kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, so they haven't done anything at all. So we used to hire back the actors for a day for like a photo shoot. Oh my god! Like then shoot what we kind of want and manipulate the movie into what we kind of want it to be somebody that would watch it yeah. and a lot of studios do that it's not just you one <laughs> oh yeah i see that on netflix all the time too i'll see um like either a random like scenery yeah. shot that i'm like i don't know if that's really even in it or it's like such a or it is it is the actor but it's from actually i just watched a movie yesterday where um the 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 artwork Actually, as I was watching the movie, I was like, shit, the artwork kind of gave away a very important part of the movie. But then I was waiting for that scene to come and it never came. So it was obviously (laughs) just like put in afterwards or whatever. You'll see a lot of movies like share the same artwork as well because they just like download stock photos right, and like mess with it. Uh, but we, we didn't do that for children's movies, obviously. Like, you've got to be responsible when it comes to the yeah. kids, right? Um, so we didn't mess around with any other children's movies at all. Um, yeah, just mainly like shitty movies. We made rocks into diamonds. Nice. <laughs> I like that. That's And like, it's a good skill to have too, right? Yeah, it's like, it's looking at something and kind of figuring it out to what it could be. Yeah, <laughs> totally. The potential. So at this point, are you thinking that you're going to have like a career in like post-production or editing or something? No, like I, I, I do a little bit of everything, like can do a little bit of editing, like know a little bit of Photoshop, like all that, but it's not 
I, I don't want a career. Yeah. So w- w- at what point were you kind of like, okay, I thought this is what I wanted, but it's like I was really happy there till I, till my boss changed. Like there was an asshole oh, who was my boss. Uh, I shouldn't say his name, but <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say his name. Um, uh, and that's when everything started going south, and I'm like, yeah, I, I hate this job, kind of thing. And then uh, luckily, like I worked in that job for probably one more year so five years in total at the beginning of the fourth year i got the shitty boss uh then we were all laid like a whole like the u.s division was laid off like overnight oh um, wow because e1 sony invested in e1 oh, okay um, so they made like a kind of deal and there were like two sets of jobs so like one set had to go like right and it's like, and they kept their own people yeah they kept their own people so uh we were all laid off like most of my friends were laid off um oh no and then uh i'm like oh like i'm not gonna i went for a couple of job interviews i'm like why am i trying to prove to this guy that like you know you should hire me to work for you and i know like this guy probably don't know anything like even than what I know kind of mm-hmm. thing, right? Like when you suddenly sit down for interviews, you kind of know the guy who's interviewing you is like faking it or not. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm kind of starting my own thing. Um, so I had $700, which was my savings. Uh, obviously, I got a severance from you one, but um, yeah. $700. And I invested that into, um, you probably don't know this, but uh, I started with a company called Sneaker Tub, which is the world's first sneaker subscription service. So it's like oh. your loot crate, but you get like a sneaker package in, like a mystery sneaker package in the mail every That's month. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's still going on. Sneaker Tub's probably like the bigger part of our business and milk came afterwards. Oh, so what, okay. I feel like that's so ahead of the times to do like... Yeah, because Nike just started a subscription for kids like two months ago. Yeah. Like, I, like we did it like three years ago. Yeah, that's really ahead of your time. So what made you like, what was the headspace where you were like, oh, I'm going to start my own business it's, and it's going to be about sneakers. Like, yeah, like, it's like I always wanted to do something in sneakers. I thought I wanted to do more in like design and like development of sneakers, but it's like another like three years in school and like mm-hmm. I, I kind of didn't want to go to go back to school, but it's like, oh, so let me figure out something I can do with like what I have. Um, so I was a huge fan of like subscription boxes, like n- nerd geeky stuff. Mm-hmm. And also of sneakers so like i kind of married the two together and like oh like this could be a good idea or be a terrible idea um somehow it like took off so yeah i wanted to ask you have you always been into sneakers from like childhood or did you develop it uh, i'd say i was into fashion from childhood but sneakers i discovered probably in my like when i went to england probably was when i had access to a lot of stuff right like i'm like I used to work at a bar, so like all the money I earned, like I would buy sneakers. <laughs> Fuck my rent. Yeah, I'll go buy exactly. sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. So then you started this. So what was in the uh, subscription box? Like, what did you used to send out to people? Um, so when we first started, we didn't have any. When, when I say we, I speak of Sneaker Tub as a company, but it's yeah. me. Um, didn't have any relationships with the brands. Um, and I want to do it the right way, like, you know, like not go to outlets, buy stuff and send it to people, but, yeah. you know, have a direct relationship with the brands, like, and officially buy from them. So, you know, you're getting legit stuff, right? Um, and couldn't do that at first, obviously, because, like, I'm a nobody, this, like, brown kid from Sri Lanka. Like, <laughs> the fuck is he trying to yeah. do that kind of thing, right? Because, like, the brands, they have a certain monopoly, like, you know, oh, like, we're the big boys, like, we're, we're the older, like, white guys who dominate yeah. the industry, right? Um, and, and you've seen that in, like, the trades a lot. Like, oh, yeah. Like, Nike, like, their whole, like, um, whole top 
board or whatever. It's, it's like, like old oh, white, oh, old yeah. white guys, like who definitely don't know anything about like culture, or, like yeah, what's happening at street level, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, so I wanted to do something special, but I used to buy stuff like at retail, like full price point, like in the first month and not make a profit yeah but um, you gotta do like you have to start somewhere yeah so my tactic was to send like packages to like influencers like sneaker youtube guys and they would unbox it in return for product and that's how i got like my first subscribers before we got into like facebook ads and like instagram ads and all that like what we're doing yeah. now um so were you first like just sending these boxes to influencers and then asking for them to subscribe afterwards no 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 i would send them to influencers and they would like unbox it on their channel and their followers would come would into subscribe. our site and like, oh, okay yeah. And did you find that, like, pretty successful for you? Yeah, at that time, I'd say 2016 is when we started. Uh, at that time, there wasn't much traffic on, like, sneaky YouTube. There was a lot of traffic, but, like, incoming traffic, not outgoing traffic. So you would find, like, six, seven, like, really good sneaky influencers. It wasn't, like, that space wasn't crowded. Yeah. Um, and people, like, used to, like, follow them, like, really hardcore because, like, they were, like, the only kind of influencers, like, the it. sneaker world had, right? Uh, and yeah, that was pretty successful. We, I think we hit like 50 subscribers first month. Wow, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, like this could be a thing. So you're like, I'm on to something. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So, okay, yeah, what what next? So what, what type, So what was in your first box? Sorry, I think you started to tell me. Honestly, I can't remember. Like some like really... Like were you giving away shoes or like more accessories? Um, I'd say we had like, we did like shoes like Stan Smith's or Adidas, like okay, Superstars, like basic, yeah. um, stuff like that. Um, and then started making relationships with um, like accessory brands like Stan Socks and you know yeah um, and were you just like cold emailing these people yeah. nice like I was first I, was, I didn't even know about sales reps or like how like the industry works so I would like do info at like adidas.com yeah, yeah, yeah. and like never hear, hear back, back. <laughs> uh, and then I kind of like did my research learned like how, how how the distribution model works and like started to reach out to the actual companies like phone line and like didn't yeah. get a response and then like i found out who the sales rep was like stalked them for a while yeah like, like i remember puma uh, the rep was angie at the moment i can't remember her last name for the, the life of me uh, but i emailed her she was really nice she was like oh like you know you're, you're an e-commerce company we don't like directly deal with e-commerce companies but oh. i'm like oh but like i used to like hound her for months and like she 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 just wanted to get rid of me so she gave me an account oh um, that's that's it that and like another guy, I can't remember the uh, the company. Probably it was Vans. Um, he stopped answering my calls, so I like picked up a different phone, like my land phone, and started calling him. But never got a Vans account. We don't have a Vans account till now. I don't know why. Um, Vans, if you're listening, give them an account. <laughs> yeah, I've tried. I've tried a lot of things, and I don't think those guys like me uh, <laughs> for some reason. Um, no, I'm, I'm sure it's business. It's not right. uh, you know. Personal, personal, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we do have accounts with Puma, Saucony, New Balance, uh, Timberland, and a bunch of others. So we're, we're in a good place right Perfect. now. Perfect. <laughs> and then what spawned the store? Um, so we originally, so we, uh, honestly, I was looking for a warehouse. And just to keep like stock? Yeah, because like, like my house was filling up and then I was having, a, like my wife was pregnant at the time. And oh, like okay. there's a baby coming and the house is like full of shoes. Build, like yeah. need to get organized. Because were these brands like sending all the stuff to you and then yeah, you so, were like, like Yeah, so like my, my office address is my home address, right? Yeah. So they like would ship like pallets of shoes like to my driveway. Oh my God. And the guy wouldn't even like load it in the driveway like because it's like a like a 40 like a foot hoe. truck or whatever. Yeah. So they would like unload everything on like the side of the road and i like 
bring like box by box like inside oh like, my god uh, yeah those were the days <laughs> but they got you right to where yeah, you are now, yeah which yeah, is amazing. yeah so uh yeah i was looking for a warehouse uh and then i came across this space where like there was like um, a basement and like a top floor and it, it didn't look like what it is now it looked like a dump uh when <laughs> i when i signed my lease uh but yeah, I'm like, oh, like this has like retail space. Could you know a lot of the brands that we uh, had direct relationships with, they, you know, though they gave us accounts, they wanted someone to have a retail store and a retail presence. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, like I'm, now these guys did me a favor. Now I have to do these guys a favor, kind of thing. So like right. starting a store. Nice. Started a store. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just start a store. Like everything in my life is so spontaneous. Like nothing's like really planned. Amazing. Like, oh, I'm doing this. I guess I'm doing this. That's awesome. And then, and because also, did you even feel like, I feel like you had so many clients with your subscription box. Like, right. Did you think that a store was like actually going to bring you more sales or were you just like, well, I'll just have no, a No, we, we still treat the two businesses very differently Separate. and very separately because okay. um, it's not the same kind of consumer for a resale store who would subscribe to. Oh, yeah, because your store is resale, right? Yeah. No, it's not resale. Oh, it's, oh uh, sorry. It's, it's, uh, it's new. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's direct to... To consumer. Yeah, okay, yeah. sorry. I like thought we, maybe it was consignment. For no, sure. no, no. We don't do consignment. It's like, too much trouble. Yeah, like, yeah, Authenticating shit is, like, terrible. Like, a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to sell people fake stuff. So, yeah. Like, yeah, so we already had the relationship to the brands, but it's a, it's a different tier of clothing. And I'd say they're more... Uh, where we are at, where we try to be price point conscious uh, because it's a neighborhood area. It's more, uh, we're at the junction, by the way. Yeah. Um, so it's more like families and like dads buying like Saucony's and they're like running New Balances kind of stuff. So we're not like selling. So obviously we don't have a Nike account. So we don't, we're not mm-hmm. selling like the Jordan ones or like the Yeezys that are dropping. So it's a, it's a different kind of a store. And you'll mm-hmm. find like a lot of stuff that you won't get anywhere else at us. Okay, that's what I was gonna ask you because I'm like, how in on earth are you competing with like Foot Locker yeah, like, and those? Yeah, we have like a really extensive collection of like shoes, like Saucony's, like Ewing's from like the '90s or like the oh, okay. '80s. So it's like, where do you find that stuff? Um, we have a relationship with like Ewing. Um, oh, okay. So my partner is uh, one of the partners at Ewing. So oh, perfect. Um, so we, we get the best of the best. Uh, nice. And so we, we try to stock stuff that other people kind of don't have. Um, sometimes we buy stuff and keep it on ice for like two years and then or a year. And oh, then we wow. Like and then bring it out. That's when, like smart. everywhere, like when everyone else is sold out, like we bring it out. Smart. That's yeah. a good strategy. <laughs> Um, so you, what was I going to ask you about the, oh yeah. And the, okay. The store looks beautiful. Like I feel Thank like it's you. all glass. How did you, oh, and how did you come up with uh, milk? That's what I was going to um, ask you. Um, so signed the lease, didn't have a name. I was originally going to call it brick and mortar, like brick and mortar store. Kind of Very thing. like plausible. <laughs> yeah. Like I had like bricks and like pieces of like machinery in it. That, that was kind of my like, yeah. um, design. And then. Uh, we ran out of milk in the house and my wife's like, oh, like, why don't you go grab milk? So I think I went to like the superstore or whatever to grab milk and I saw like the back wall, uh, like the, the, the fridge is like full of milk and it, I'm like, oh, like this could be amazing for like a backdrop because it's like different milk labels, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I think I should call my store milk and what's special about milk is like our store is our inventory expires every 45 days, just like how milk oh. expires. So I'm like, so we kind of married the concepts together and like called it milk. I love that. (laughs) 
Very interesting. Um, So what is like sort of your favorite part of either of your businesses? Like, do you have something that you spend more time on? Like, do you have any partners in your subscription business? Uh, Yeah, so Jason Bitten, who's a partner who also owns a club uh, in Toronto called, uh, what's it called now? I'm blanking out. Uh oh, Jason's gonna be mad. He used to have a a club called Lala. Oh, Simon says. Oh, okay, okay. Um, So it's the it's the latest hotspot. Yes, I've heard of it on Queen Street. So he's uh, so he's my partner. Uh, So Jason's been a friend of mine. We worked at E1 together actually. Oh no way! Got fired together. Um, but Jason came to the business a little later when I was starting milk. So um, yeah, he has a piece of uh, sneaker tub and milk. Cool. He has a lot of industrial relationships and like, you know, uh, he does a lot of NBA TV. You'll see him courtside at uh, a lot of the games. So he's, nice. a, he's an influential guy who helps the business in that way. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Um, okay. And I know you told me that you were on Dragon's Den. You yeah. have to tell me about that whole experience. Yeah. So 2016, when Sneaker Tub was started, uh, Dragon's Den reached out to me via email saying, oh, like, I think we would love to have you on the show. Like, why didn't you come in audition? How did they find you? That's so random. I never no hear I think BlogTO covered Sneaker Tub at the time, and we got oh, okay. a little bit of buzz from that. Then that's probably how they uh, found me. Uh, but I was like, hey, we're not making that much money. I don't want to go there and look like an idiot. Yeah. Let me, like, give, give it a year. Uh, I'll, I'll come back to you guys. So, like, in our first year, we did uh, 250000 in revenue. So, nice. I'm like, ah, it sounds good. Let me, let me try Dragon's Den. Uh, and, yeah, so... Um, I went there, pitched the producers. They liked the idea, and they put me on the show. Sweet. And uh, was just you by yourself? Yeah. And it was for Sneaker Tub, right? Yeah, it was for Sneaker Tub. Jason hadn't come on board by uh, back then. Yeah. And so, how did you do your presentation and all that? Because it's, I guess, would you just bring like a box or? Yeah. So I had boxes for everyone. I uh, had a pretty decent display, I'd say. Uh, and yeah, like I, I, I unboxed a box in front of them. They're like, oh, like no, you guys do your unboxing, yeah. kind of thing. Uh, and it worked out well. We got a so they offered us a deal with four dragons. Um, oh, so all four of like them a, yeah. offered you. So there's six dragons. I think five dragons now uh, on the show. So like four, uh, six dragons. So four of them went in on a deal together. Um, and uh, yeah, so we didn't end up accepting the deal because we didn't. It wasn't right fit for them. It wasn't right fit for us. So we parted ways. Said congratulations and parted ways. <laughs> so wait, they. Offered you a deal, you accepted so it, a, and then afterwards you were like, eh. No, it's a TV deal, right? So it's a handshake deal, so nothing signed. So there's a right. due diligence for like one year back and forth, like after the show. Okay. Um, that's when they decide if it's a good business. They, that like, they want to get into. Yeah, they, they look into like in depth, into like their accountants look into everything. And then like you have to send them reports every month. And, yeah. Um, and it wasn't the right fit for both parties. So we like mutually agreed not to. Dissolve. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who uh, were the four dragons that invested? Um, so we had Arlene Dickinson, uh, Michael Weckerly, um, Joe Mimran, Joe Fresh, uh, and uh, Jim. Uh, For living? Yeah. Uh, from Boston Pizza fame. Love Jim. Yeah. I love Jim. His story's cool He's so too. So cool. He like I gave him like a pair of Pumas, like high top Pumas. He looks so cool in his like, <laughs> burgundy suit with like high top Pumas. Pumas, amazing. <laughs> and did you know all their shoe sizes before going? Yeah, there? yeah. Nice. Did my research. <laughs> that's amazing. And so then, okay, so that's good. But did it still bring you some exposure at least? I guess. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, so it, you can get a primetime spot for free on uh, CBC so that's what we got nice. <laughs> so we, we hadn't had a Canadian business back then um, Sneaker Tub was started in the US so we used to ship to the US 
Oh, because the influence you had, uh, influencers, I guess you started with, were US Correct. based? Okay. Correct. Uh, and then uh, right before Dragon's Den, lead up to Dragon's Den, we started a Canadian business because obviously Canadian guys didn't want to yeah. pay like the the exchange rates to the US, right? So it made sense. How are you dealing with like the shipping and all that bullshit going to the States like when you first started? Because that's heavy. And the taxes and stuff. Um, so there's no taxes under $800 for the States. Oh. Um, it's just bringing stuff here. That's a nightmare. Oh, that's right. That's um, right. And we use a company, uh, and we have very good relationships with people. So nice. let me just say that. That's awesome. Good. And, um, okay. So yeah, it's more expensive for us to ship in Canada than to the States. Uh, yeah, I, was, I, I have a little <laughs> bit of experience with that, too, and that's what I found as well. I'm like, yeah. this is insane. Like, <laughs> ugh, I have my whole opinions about that stuff as well. <laughs> I know. It should be like one flat rate going anywhere. At least, or in North America, yeah. at least. Like, we're all on the same continent, for Christ's sakes. Like, no one's crossing any oceans. Like I'm spend, we're spending, like, $20 to ship to BC, where I can ship to, like, like New the York West Coast or, for, like, $12. Yeah, I know. It's, it's psycho. U.S. Uh, US ma- the U.S. Postal Service is, like, so much, so much cheaper, better. I think, yeah. too, and, like, better and whatever. Um, okay, so what do you have, like, planned for the future or going forward? Do you guys do any, like, events or anything like um, that? We don't do the regular sneaker cons and stuff because that's not, like, our audience. It's, we're, we don't, we're not into hypebeast stuff, so it's not that's not the audience. But we do uh, do a lot of Facebook ads. We spend a lot of money on, like, Facebook and it's more Instagram than Facebook, though. Yeah. Um, we're not we're not planning anything exciting. It's just, like, growing the company, growing the subscribers, um, trying to... Get a Nike account is like on top of my list. Like it's yeah, to they've they've visited the store. They like the store. Oh, that's good. Um, they've sent people there, but it's just with Nike. It's just a waiting game. Like they want to know like that you're really stable. You like need to be like in business shit. for like at least five years before you even approach them. So I'm happy like they actually heard about it and came by. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's the goal, man. It's to it's to grow the business to something that we're truly happy with. Nice. Not saying we're not truly happy now, but like, yeah, yeah, to grow it into more than what it is now. Beautiful. <laughs> um, okay, and tell me about your sneakers that you wore here today. So I'm wearing Jordan ones. Um, they're not OG Jordan ones. They're purple and black. Uh, but I love Jordan ones. It's probably the first shoe I fell in love with. Uh, watching basketball as a kid, like Michael Jordan used to wear them. And uh, I was always a fan of Jordan ones. Like it'll always be my favorite shoe, um, and I try to wear it whenever I can when I do something special. Oh, nice! <laughs> so they're like your dress uh, sneakers. Yes, kind of. <laughs> excellent. And um, one piece of advice for somebody walking a similar path to yours. Um, don't be lazy. Nothing comes easy. Nothing happens overnight. Um, stop. Don't stop trying. Um, like, though Sneaker Tub is somewhere, like, I still work 14 to 16 hours a day. Um, I have a baby. Uh, I go to gym for two hours a day. So well, I have a hours. pretty, pretty hectic schedule. Uh, but I'm happy. Nice. At the end of the day, it's not money what makes you happy. It's uh, it's what's around you and it's the people you uh, go on this journey with that mm-hmm. makes you happy. So, yeah, do what makes you happy, honestly. <laughs> if you're stuck in a dead-end job, like 9 to 5, and you want to do something, take a leap of faith. 
it could turn around for you. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Love it. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Uh, for everyone listening, you can follow Kamaj at Kamaj Silva. So that's uh, K-M-A-J. K-A-M-A-J. Did I? K-A-M-A-J. Do you know what? That is written on my paper. And oh, is it? for some reason, I didn't read that. That's so weird. Thank you for telling me. K-A-M-A-J-S-I-L-V-A. Um you guys can also follow the podcast at Coming Up In My Sneakers. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you guys wouldn't mind giving me a five-star review if you enjoyed this episode and if you've enjoyed past episodes, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, so that's it for you guys, or that's it for us uh, yep. today. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Do not get caught wearing dirty sneakers. Bye. Mm-hmm.